Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Oshalko, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. We're picking back up in 2 Samuel. Last time out, talked about how David had a great idea, but poor execution. If you didn't hear that, go back and listen uh, to that episode as these build on each other. So, continuing with the theme of great idea picking up with verses 12 through 15 and I'll read and then expound upon them as we go and I'll be reading from the new international readers version because that's the version of the children's bible that my son has so I calibrated it to his version so may read a little differently if you're reading along Verse 12 says, King David was told, the Lord has blessed the family of Obed-Edom. He has also blessed everything that belongs to him. That's because the ark of God is in Obed-Edom's house. So David went down there and brought up the ark. With great joy, he brought it up from the house of Obed-Edom. He took it to the city of David. As the scripture says, Obed-Edom's house was blessed because the Ark of the Lord was there, just as Abinadab's house was blessed when the Ark was there. The Ark of the Lord represents the presence of God. This is where the Lord met with Israel. This was the throne of God. That's what it was created to be. The wings of the cherubim were stretched out it was two cherubim on each side of the back wings were stretched out to make the back of the ark and this was the place where God would come this is what was in the holy of holies this is where he would manifest himself and forgive the sins of the people as well as speak to the people either directly or to uh, the prophets of Moses and Aaron so it was something that was very very important and because it was in the house of Obed-Edom he was blessed and that's something that's very important that we need to hold on to being near God being around the things of God being in the presence of God is a blessing and this is why David wanted the ark he wanted the ark with him in Jerusalem, in the city of David, because he wanted to be near God. He wanted to be near the things of God. He wanted the blessings of God to rest on his life. And he knew that those blessings came by being in the presence of God. Reminds me of the account where Martha was running around trying to cook for Jesus and the disciples and Mary sat at his feet and Martha said Lord tell Mary to get up and help me with all this and the Lord was like look you're really busy uh, Martha yeah you, you are you got a lot of stuff going on you're trying to do a lot of things Mary has chosen to seek after the better you know the stuff you're doing is good but it's really only one or two things that's worth doing and Mary's chosen 
the better thing to do, which is eat at my feet, eat the word that I'm given, eat the bread of life that I'm given. I'm sure whatever Martha was cooking was going to be good. I'm sure she had a, a spread laid out for them. But the most important spread was being laid out by the master. And Jesus wasn't going to take that away. Same thing with us. We need to sit at his feet. We need to seek his face because there's nothing better that we can get than the word of God. David brought the ark out with great joy. He didn't allow the previous outcome to overshadow this. Did someone die the last time? Yes. What did he go from being happy to sad to angry? Yeah, he did. And even scared. Yeah, that happened. But with great joy, he was bringing the ark out this time. Let's look at why he had that joy. Verse 13 says, those who were carrying the ark of the Lord took six steps forward. Then David sacrificed a bull and a calf. The number six represents the number of man. Man worked six days, then he rested. Man was created on the sixth day. Man, being David, originally looked to do a good thing, which is bring the ark from Abinadab's house to his home in Jerusalem. It was a good thing, but he went about it his own way. And because he went about it his own way, a man died, Uzzah died. Because man was doing it his way. Now, doing things outside of the methods and the guidelines that God has set out is wrong. It's sin. If he tells you to do something a certain way, that's the way you're supposed to do it. So David definitely sinned. And after taking the six steps, he sacrificed a bull, which bulls were used by the high priest as a sin offering on the day of atonement the high priest would sacrifice that bull and sprinkle the blood on the ark to purify themselves the bull's blood was to purify themselves he would also sacrifice a lamb to request purification for Israel as a whole before himself and his family he sacrificed a bull now, David did sin. The Bible doesn't say that this was a sin offering. It just says that he sacrificed. So, you know, not um, reading too much into it or trying to make it be something that it's not. But we do know that bulls were used for sin offerings. They were using other ones, too. But that was one of the more notable ways that they were used. David also sacrificed a fatted calf and a fatted calf is just that it is a calf that's been fattened up it's been sitting off in its own place they've been feeding it special food to make sure that it was nice and, and fat and that it was going to be good eating whenever they chose to slay the calf and to eat it David made a special sacrifice for a special occasion He's going to get 
the Ark of the Covenant. The very thing that, again, represented the presence of God. That when it was carried across the Jordan, the waters rolled up 30 miles back. The You know, the, the thing that brought other gods down when it was with the Philistines, Dagon kept falling down at the Ark. Uh, even though Dagon was a false god and it was set up by them, the Lord would not allow that thing to stand. So much so that when they set Dagon back up, the next time it fell off, fell down, and his head fell off. This is this is what they were bringing. This is the ark that went before them as they went around Jericho for seven days. Yeah, this this ark. He was bringing it back. So because he was doing this, because it was special, he made a special sacrifice. The reason David was able to be happy this time and to do it with great joy was because things were being done the right way. Exodus chapter 25 verse 13 says, uh, then make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Those poles are what were to be used to carry the ark. They were placed into loops that were at the foot of the ark. And that's how it was supposed to be carried. Supposed to be carried on the shoulders of Levites. And not just any Levite, but Kohathites. You can read about them more in Numbers chapter 4. But the Kohathites were a set apart, a consecrated portion of the priesthood that all they did was move the holy articles. So their job was to move the ark. Their job was to move the lampstand and things of that nature. And how was it being moved? It was being carried on their shoulders. That's how it's supposed to be done. When you do things God's way, that's when the blessings come. But the Lord put so many different things in place when it was supposed to be moved. Now, when this was moved, we don't know whether these things were done or not because the Bible doesn't say so. We know that no one died, so... However, whatever they were doing, uh, God obviously smiled upon them for. But not only were they supposed to carry it on their shoulders, whenever the ark was moved, there was a shielding curtain that was supposed to be wrapped around it by Aaron and his sons. There was a leather covering that was supposed to go over the shielding curtain. Then there was a blue cloth that was supposed to go over that. And then the Kohathites were to move it. God was very particular, very precise when it comes to not just this, but so many different things that are related to him. He's not a haphazard God. He doesn't just slap things together and, okay, well, yeah, just do this and that and uh, that'll do. No, we don't serve a that'll do God. Likewise, as we are looking to serve him, we should look to do so in excellence, being precise doing our very best because he's given us the very best by giving us life and cleansing us of our sins if we're in him the Kohathites weren't even allowed to touch them or touch the articles or they would die that's the reason why Aaron and his 
sons had to do all that stuff before they could touch it. This shows how disrespectful Uzzah was being in touching the ark, knowing that number one, 70 people died when it was being moved from Philistia to his father's house. Number two, nobody's supposed to touch it. The Levites are not supposed to touch it. Only the high priest is supposed to touch it, and that's in covering it so that it can be moved. So, as you can see with this, the, the Korthites, again, were set apart. They were consecrated. Just like the fatted calf was set apart, it was consecrated for a specific purpose and a specific time. Jesus also was set apart. The Bible says, uh, worthy is a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So as the earth was being framed and hung in space, Jesus was already in the mind of God there to save us from our sins before man existed. Before there was a sun in the sky, Jesus was already preparing to come and die for our sins. Hallelujah. All right, let's move forward a little further. Verse 14 through 15 says, David was wearing a sacred linen apron. He danced in the sight of the Lord with all his might. He did it while he was bringing up the ark of the Lord. The whole community of Israel helped him bring it up. They shouted, they blew trumpets. This was a holy ceremony. It was a big deal. This wasn't just something that David was doing. This is something that Israel as a whole was doing. Though the ark was within Israel, it was within one of the cities of Judah. Israel wanted it in the capital in the center, in, in the place where everything went down. They wanted to make sure that God was there and that his blessings were upon the people. Again, it was a holy ceremony. David wore a linen ephod, which is something that's worn by the priesthood. And he had one. So there, there was one for kings as well. But he had on something that noted the occasion we are moving the ark of God the sacred holy article of God so let me govern myself accordingly let me make sure I have on the things that mark that occasion and as he did it he danced with all his might he danced with all his might the first time too his idea was great the first go round, his execution was poor. But a great idea with proper execution leads to success. What was different this time? The method of handling was different. How are you handling the things of God? How are you handling his word? How are you handling your time with him? How are you handling church attendance? Is it something that, uh I gotta go to church. Yeah, you got you know, gotta do this. Uh, yeah, I haven't prayed. Let me go ahead and try to do something. Uh, uh, let me hurry up and read this this devotional. 
because um, I haven't touched the Bible in a while, so let me just do that. Or are you looking at it as the precious, life-giving, transforming word of God that it is? Are you looking at your time with him as precious, as holy, as sacred? Are you looking at following his guidelines by not forsaking the assembly of yourself with a brethren as something to be treasured, as something valuable? David knew the importance and the benefits of being where God is. Do you understand those things? We serve a holy God. If you serve the true and living God, Jesus, he's holy. And therefore, his things are sacred and should be handled as such. Selah, pause, and think about this. Next week, we'll discuss David's wife, Michael, and the great idea she got when she saw David leading the ark into Jerusalem. Until then, God bless and keep it together.